Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually cheese. Cheese. Swiss? Swiss. Something. <laughs> I don't have much to talk about this time because uh still just watching things. Yeah. But I did watch that 70s show a lot. Yeah, so talking about the theme song. I made it to where I hadn't seen it. Like I'd stopped. I watched an episode here and there, like mm. randomly. But that was like way later in high school, so... I definitely stopped watching it as they came out after the first two or three seasons, probably. I might have made it four. Maybe. Have you ever like rewatched it? Over the years, I've seen random episodes on whatever channel it's you know, in syndication on. It's weird. We're to where Eric is gone. And I never watched it then. Mm. But it feels like after watching that much of it, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how it ends. <laughs> how many seasons are there? I think the there year? are fucking eleven. Yeah. It's a lot. Twenty three episodes. Minimum per season. Shit. Some of them are twenty-five, but without commercials, or they're like twenty-one minutes? minutes. Okay, yeah, That's twenty-one good. to twenty-three minutes. That's episodes. good. That's so. the thing. I've never watched that on a streaming service, so I've never experienced that show without commercials. You could take a lot of it down really fast. No, but still, like you'll look and you'll be like, I can't believe we're still in this season because <laughs> of the twenty-three episodes. Uh, but it's fun. I got used to the laugh track again. It's mm-hmm. hard to get used to a laugh track sitcom because we don't do that as often anymore or if we do it's just for like decrepitly old people well who watch mike and molly and shit king of queens (laughs) (laughs) yeah not a big kevin i don't even know if any of those shows are still on or not probably not i don't know that's the thing i see these commercials for tv shows and i wonder i'm like is that a is that a good thing right now is that a good show who's that for is what happens a lot like I'm like who who are you making that for? You if you made that, you must be really really confident. You know when CBS makes Quantum Leap, I get it. If you were in your like late teens, early twenties when Quantum Leap was on, maybe that's for you. Maybe mm. you're the one they're aiming at because CBS is it's a lot of things, but it's definitely for old people. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> I was trying to think of something, and I'm like, nope, drawing blanks. Even Paramount is sort of for old people. Well, CBS and sports. Not on my radar. Is that are sports on CBS? Yeah. I thought they were on Fox. CBS is also like big sports. Do they all have sports? CBS the big Fox. five or whatever. Yeah, NBC, ABC, not so much. But I mean, five is generous. The big three: NBC, CBS, and Fox. Yeah, I think it was because when I moved here. I had never seen the WB exist, <laughs> and I was in, I was just. So how long did you have a WB before it was CW? I mean, how long uh, you got enough? I I had it. Yeah, I started around the beginning of Buffy. Was when I moved here, and (laughs) then and then I watched it until they got rid of that fucking frog. I didn't watch Buffy. I know you didn't watch Buffy. (laughs) You watched Dawson's Creek though, so (laughs) I'm not sure who's who's worse off here. I don't want to wait. I did. We we did watch. 
Sorry, I had to look at what it was because I keep forgetting. Yeah. Flight MH370, the Malaysian oh, air flight. Yeah, the Netflix documentary. Yeah, it's like three episodes. I don't watch as many documentary series as you, but when it's fucking some weird shit like that, <laughs> I'm there. Uh, I'm just burned out on murder. Was it intriguing? It was a hell of a story, man. It, did it reel you in? All the way to the end. Cool. Yeah, worth watching. It's on my list. It's some weird shit. It's on my list. Because it's one of those things that all the conspiracy theories, you hear about it. Mm -hmm. You mean every country around there had to get together and be like, wink, 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 wink. We're all going to not talk about this. And you're like, that (laughs) never happens. People do not cooperate. Uh, Different countries don't cooperate. Kind of cringy. Not even states. Kind of cringy. It's definitely some weird shit. Okay. No, it's on the list. I'll hit play, I swear. Sometimes things are intriguing because you'll just never fucking know, you know? I think I've flown through all the true crime I want to watch on Netflix and think I'm there. That's what I look for in documentary series. Can you wow me with some really weird shit? Well, I noticed on HBO Max, the Murdoch thing has a documentary series on there now. And I did hit play, and it's completely different than the documentary that's on Netflix. That was the one my mom thought was better. She liked the HBO, the HBO one, one. Yeah, she she told me not to watch the Netflix one. It's stupid. It's a different, I only watched a little bit, I watched a little bit just to see, you know, what it was feeling like. We're going to start a section of this podcast called Recommendations from Mom. (laughs) Because my mom, hey, when your mom tells you that something's good, I'm going to watch it and see if I like it first. (laughs) I I got really, really excited that she was like getting into paranormal documentaries. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, are we at this point in your life now? (laughs) This is going to be amazing. Wakes up anytime after 3 a.m. going to be freaking out. For I that started hour. sending her Wikipedia articles. I was like, check this thing out. <laughs> this is weird. What'd you watch? So it was a really busy weekend. <laughs> See, I did yard work. I climbed a tree, man. I Being, climbed a tree. We've both been kind of boring for the last couple weeks. I'm I mean, really excited about Yellow Jackets. That's it's close. I can't wait for Yellow Jackets. But no, uh, I did a lot outside. A lot of family stuff, a lot of stuff with the other kids we hang out with, a lot of those activities this last weekend, so didn't have a lot of time. I put on a movie to watch before the little one went down so I could game it while she was napping. Never went to sleep, though, so this movie that I put on, just to put on to bother Olympia in a kind of weird, I put on 2012. God. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what's it going to be? I ended up like, that's what I watched, laying on the couch, waiting for a nap that never happened. Um. So I watched that. Uh, That's the name of your memoir, The Nap That Never Happened. The Nap That Never Happened. Um, really? Nothing else. But, you know, thanks to TikTok, I found out that Kiwi Kwan was in a movie with Brendan Fraser. Fraser? It's Encino Man, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's in it. I had no idea. And then there was also a lot of stuff in the news this week, you know. Been working a lot, and so I read a lot of news. And I'll tell you one of the craziest things that I read. There's a chance that an asteroid the size of an Olympic swimming pool could hit the Earth Valentine's Day 2046. That's really fucking small, though. Like, that's not, that's going to burn up. Have you ever looked at the scale of uh, asteroids hitting the Earth? Yeah. No, an Olympic-sized swimming pool could do some damage. Yeah, but it can't knock us off course or anything like that. No, no, no. But, I mean, if it lands on land, like, it could fuck something up. Yeah, if it lands on your house. Yeah. Yeah, it'll fuck you up. I mean, yeah, like a well, quite like a few houses in that neighborhood are going down. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but there's a lot of water. I mean, I'd like to see it happen. I did a little bit more background on it. It's not a for sure thing. There's just like a 
Where did it come from? Does it have eggs? (laughs) They sent a ship out. I haven't heard anything back. (laughs) Is it a mining ship? Yeah. Apparently something about a distress signal. Did it have a name from a Joseph Conrad (laughs) novel? Hopefully we'll hear back soon. And they'll have their full load. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I honestly didn't have time for shit. The movie, I started it last night and I thought I was going to have time to game it for the first time in days. I fell asleep before the movie was over. And it's not because I didn't like it. I was just out. Yeah, I've watched some random stuff here and there, but nothing nothing to write home about. Yeah, no, man. I was fighting trees this weekend. Yeah, we've been real boring the last few weeks. Yeah, I was climbing up in a tree with the a chainsaw. The things are in progress. I can't really talk about The Last of Us with you, so. I know. I'm just way behind on that. Way behind. For It's over. Anyone listening time. to this probably thinks you're super, like, months. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'll watch it. It'll get there. The same way I'll watch the uh, the flight one. Did you end up watching today's movie early? Because you were really excited. No, that's the thing. I waited till last night. Oh, that's right. You you said that yeah, already. Waited till last night, and I was I was up. I really thought I when good. you decided we decided to do this, you were gonna jump on a day. Jump like, on bam. it. Bam. No, yeah. I was going to, and then I think yeah, I've been tired for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you, I did put on Fight Club while I ate dinner tonight, just to see like nice dinner movie. Just to see the you know the insomnia side at the beginning because I'm feeling a little strung out right now, and so I wanted to see it through. Just picture yourself as this person who should be chewing valerian root to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, healthy sleep, more exercise. So this movie probably made you feel crazy. Yeah, when you first put it on. If you were that tired. It didn't go where I thought it was going. <laughs> yeah. This week we watched Something in the Dirt. Frank, when I showed him the trailer, he he was like, ah. <laughs> yeah! He was making monkey hands. So I know you guys can't see my monkey hands. <laughs> Chimpanzee hands. Like a monkey fucking a palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> Spike! <laughs> I got Curious George over here. Oh god. <laughs> did you like this? I did. I, I wondered. Did. I uh so I How I was liked... the sound for you? The sound. Was the sa- those the the dialogue kind of quiet? So there were times when they would do the transition. There were times where they would like trans and you'd think that they would go into one of those video sequences of just like a video of you know things related to the topic at the time or like telling of a story in the background. Yeah. There were times the audio would drop off and that wouldn't happen. And I was like, okay. Oh, weird. I had to change my TV settings. Really? Yeah. Which, you, almost everything is fine through my soundbar. But I like couldn't fucking hear him talking when I first started the movie. Mm. Like, the dialogue sound buried in, like, airplane sounds and stuff like that. Well, no, that's... So a big part of that movie was the electricity and everything. You're talking about like Some that, Some right? of that felt purposeful, but the level my TV was letting the <laughs> dialogue be was like unacceptable. Hey, man, did it get you? I had to stop and like fix everything. Did, uh, what was it, 1908 pop up somewhere on your wall right after it happened? I was afraid of that, actually. <laughs> Something in the Dirt begins with aging Los Angeles odd job bartender Levi waking in his dirty apartment He's recently moved in and found the living room closet full of math equations. Levi wanders outside and meets John, a divorced former math teacher that attends an evangelical apocalypse church, 
and pays rent by charging those stupid fucking electric scooters that you see everywhere and drunk people ride around downtown. Fucking hate those things. Yeah, they're the worst. John offers Levi some furniture his ex left behind. And sometime later, as John is about to leave Levi's apartment, a chunk of quartz Levi has been using as an ashtray starts to refract light and float. The pair form a plan to document the phenomena, agreeing that if it becomes dangerous, they will stop. Taking place over the course of roughly a year, the pair follow a trail of clues propelled by arguable coincidences and escalating occurrences caught on film. The two form theories. Most of Levi's are dismissed by John in favor of his own constantly shifting ideas. Kind of sounded like things he learned on YouTube today. Mm -hmm. While John starts out suspicious that Levi has a checkered past with the law, John begins to show signs of sociopathy and pathological lying, sneaking into Levi's apartment to investigate and rifle through his things, and foreshadowed early in a documentary interview, the phenomena eventually, possibly, maybe, results in one of the men's disappearance and or death. And that summary is weird, because this movie's kind of weird, but I liked it. Yeah, it's weird. It's... uh... It's hard to describe how you feel about it. It was uh, daunting when I was like, how do I summarize this movie? I didn't know how to fucking do it. Good breakdown. That's not to say that I didn't really like it. I liked it. I didn't like love it. I liked it a lot. I just. I'm going to think about it. I respect these guys, man. I respect what they did. Yeah. Something in the Dirt was written and directed by Justin Benson, who also plays Levi, and Aaron Moorhead, who plays John. The idea for the movie was conceived during the COVID-19 lockdowns and was shot over the course of a year, mostly using Benson's own apartment as the shooting location, and their affection for this form of filmmaking is highlighted during the credits, simply dedicating this film to making movies with friends. This is the second full-length movie the filmmakers wrote, directed, and starred in themselves, even after directing projects with higher budget and star power. The first movie being 2017's The Endless. There are nods throughout Something in the Dirt that the two films are connected and exist in the same universe. And I like The Endless a lot. But it felt the same as this movie. The opening scene of it, I was like, these actors are not very good. <laughs> so I didn't see The Endless. We'll watch it eventually. When we do cult movies, we're definitely going to watch The Endless. So it's a cult movie? Yes. Oh. And it's a weird sci-fi movie like this. Okay. Not as uh, schizophrenic feeling as this one is. Because this one's a little more frantic. But they both play the main characters and they make a lot of... There's a lot of the same sort of science going on. Mm. And... They smoke some weird red shit in this movie at about the 50-minute mark. They don't call attention to it at all. They just smoke some weird red shit. They do that in The Endless as well. Uh, I saw him drop the baggie on the roof. Yeah, it's like a weird these dudes thing. Cool. There's some weird red drug that you smoke. Red drug. I want to try it. Red drug. It's probably just red opium. Cayenne pepper. She'll get you hop, hop, hoppity, hopping. But I didn't know who to trust when you first meet these guys at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, people were sketchy, and he explained. Okay, so like, uh, why has he got fucking blood on his shirt? I mean, John explains the blood on his shirt. Did he really? He did. Okay. They had blood at the, he was shooting that event. What was it like a show? What was it like a metal show or some kind of? It's still, I, it came off as unbelievable to me because he was. Who he was. I think the blood could have been darker on the shirt. I think that blood was too Well, I mean, that's just filmmaker shit. I know. Some of the special effects in this were legit, though. They really were. So so maybe that's why the blood was just that red. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Call me crazy. (laughs) Do you think that 
that fire was just burning in the background of his apartment and they were like let's shoot now <laughs> just to get some blood. yeah like because los angeles 2020 there were fires and these guys like you're saying if the, you know the idea of the movie was conceived during covid19 i mean an idea born in maybe they shot those first scenes like they were like there's a fire outside right now wouldn't that be weird it's like helicopters going overhead and stuff yeah you know i was wondering i was like how did they get a chinook like that i think it was a chinook anyway because it didn't look like you know that had been i think one of the planes was cgi yeah because i feel like did you feel like they made it do like a little wing tip like a little yeah the one that dipped real close to the building yeah because there was that whole thing with the maybe that building is pulling planes towards it and that's why they're so fucking loud all the time yeah you know i know that the electricity did have something to do with it but i thought it was going to tie in in a different way you know what i mean like the whole time i'm thinking something in the dirt the electricity i'm gonna be like at the end of the documentary i thought it was gonna be like yeah it turned out they were just in the in that apartment the radio waves hit and it just it will scramble a person probably one of my favorite things about this movie was that i wasn't sure whether i was watching the movie they made or if I was watching a movie about them making a documentary, but also some of the documentary is in the movie. And uh, the weird point in the middle where someone was randomly like, why do you guys play yourself in the reactment? Like one of the documentary yeah. interviewees mm -hmm. freaks out and is like, well, I mean, why would I take you seriously? Why are you guys playing yourselves in the reenactments? Yeah. And then I was like, wait, am I watching the movie they made? And they did all these reenactments. And then that explains some of the wooden acting on top of it. Some of the indie filmmaker shit was covered up by what the movie was. And it did it really well. On top of that, weirdly visually stunning for a movie of this low a budget. Yeah, I didn't see a single string. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed well thought out. They seem to have all their bases covered. You know, they go to those little video montages during the explanations, you know, or the story time. I kept trying to decide whether that was them in the past for real. I think it was. That's the thing. I think that was real home video of them as kids. But then some of it, you know, like they'd throw in the, the TV screen with the symbol. Well, at first I thought it was just random, like a Nine Inch Nails video. Yeah. Or an uh, Oliver Stone movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was picking up some real Oliver Stone yes. fucking montages there while the while people are talking while the monologue was going or the yeah. dialogue yeah it made the monologues real easy to, to digest yeah and i mean it was like feeding you visually while the character was speaking yeah so it didn't feel like clerks where it was just two guys talking <laughs> while they smoked cigarettes outside <laughs> is that two weeks in a row with a clerks reference or three probably three i mean i watched clerks three recently still fresh so it's still, still fresh. fresh yeah yeah, um, I didn't have a ton of notes on this one. I just was really trying to watch it. Don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> there were a lot of little things that actually make me want to watch this movie again. Yeah. It never really got boring. I think this sort of movie had the real potential to get really boring really fast. And it didn't because it was fucking crazy. Like the, the sci-fi aspect of it was so present in these two guys talking to each other. But I also couldn't figure either of them out. Did you like how they said Dana Fox and uh, Mulder Scully? <laughs> <laughs> Dana Fox and Mulder Scully. I do like that his in his interviews, that was why he wanted to do this. Was he was like, I just I watched X Files with my sister. <laughs> <laughs> and I think those dudes pick up the acting better as the movie goes along. Mm -hmm. I felt the same way with The Endless, where the first scene, I was like, ah, these guys aren't very good actors. But they got it by the end of the movie. They fell into character. I just don't think they are actors. 
Yeah, do you think they're really kind of like that? Yeah, I think that's exactly who they are. They play almost the same kind of guys. Because in this movie, John freaked me out more than Levi, but I was ready for Levi to freak the fuck out. In the beginning of it, I thought Levi was... Gonna be the super sketch? The less trustworthy of the two. Yeah. And I kept bouncing back and forth by, if we were with John, I trusted John for a little while. Then he'd do something really fucking weird. As soon as like it was like solidified in the back of my head that like, oh, he's not he didn't just go to some church group. It's like a weird doomsday LA church. <laughs> and then all the little LA stuff thrown in there was all really cool with it, you know, all the like Crowley shit that happened around like Jack Parsons and the like the rocket guy who was all in with Aleister Crowley. Yeah, um I, it took me back to the episode of Drunk History. Where they covered that. That's like one of my favorite things in history is that like little chunk of L.A. time period <laughs> right there is really fun. That's one of my favorite Drunk History episodes. And that's something I didn't know before I watched Drunk History. So thank you, Drunk History. <laughs> it's a cool hole to go down. Yeah. Well, Sex magic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, definitely a classic. I meant to look up whether or not the 1908 thing was something. John Cusack's hotel room <laughs> so was that the same number or was that 1907 it was 1913 1408 1408 there you go <laughs> dude i saw that movie like once or twice why can't samuel L. jackson and john cusack make a good stephen king movie were those the same two that were in the cell yeah in cell yeah it was both of them again wasn't it yeah it's a reunion fuck both things are not great adaptations of their source <laughs> material they tried it again, though. Well, thanks, yeah. You let me borrow the cell. So I did read that before I saw the movie. That was one of my favorite Stephen King books. The book was good. It was good. It was like paced unlike any other Stephen King book. Heavily edited down. <laughs> Just the meat. Maybe in the last time that ever happened to him. Yeah, no, they were both creepy, though. Both hard to trust. And, you know, I mean, the apartment was a real nice setting because it's like, well, you know, these two dudes that look like this in this apartment. Yeah, well, it's like the guy who from the creepy church was in a nicer, more well-kept apartment than this other guy that I trusted more, who's well, living with nothing. The serious argument where he calls him a fascist. <laughs> well, all the things said, but. <laughs> there were some cool little, like, lines in this, too, as far as uh, that one guy saying, well, statistically speaking, coincidences not happening is impossible. <laughs> was that in this movie? Yeah. I knew what you were talking about, but in my brain, that was from something else already. Oh, weird. No, I'm no. I'm glad you brought it up. It was then. the, the awesome. heavyset black guy they were interviewing, where That's they got right. his phone number off a of gravestone. Yeah. You know, I mentioned some of those kind of made me feel Oliver Stone-ish, you know, like maybe there was some influence there. Yeah. Um. Because it, it took me to like a JFK feeling. Like, not, I'm not even like Mickey and Mallory feeling, but like a JFK as they were telling it. Yeah, like almost like watching a conspiracy video. Well, or the, the way Oliver Stone did JFK, the way like, you know, when Costner would be going off or whatever. Well, that's what I mean. I feel like that's the basis of all YouTube video conspiracy theory videos <laughs> at this point, or just people who watch. That's how they make them. Clips is of the this, way clips they do of this, JFK. Clips of this. Yeah. Clips of that. Except not as good because there's no Kevin Costner. No. <laughs> I like his three-hour movies. Anyway, let's not get into that. Don't get me off topic on Kevin Costner's <laughs> three-hour movies. Um, but no, I also picked up like some number 23 feels. Yeah, that's what I meant with the 1908 thing. I yeah. wondered if a lot of the other stuff in it was just coincidences that they were seeing in mm -hmm. things. And that that's what it was supposed to be. But as far as we could tell, 
seemed like something was happening in that apartment. Yeah, and that's my mind wondered as far as, you know, they were talking to that one guy in all the interviews who did the soil tests or whatever. I'm like, you know, I thought at one point it was going to be mold in the walls, but it was going to be like a hallucinogenic mold. And it acted that fat. He was there one night. That's enough for it to kick in. And then, you know, his neighbors down there smoking cigarettes with a bloody He's shirt. He's been getting it all the time. Uh, yeah. Um, there was also the possibility of, was that his apartment before his? That was his handwriting. Some of it. You know what I mean? I thought it might go that way. And um, then John wrote in the closet at one point. Mm-hmm. Wait, wasn't that at the very end? This is at the very end of the movie. And that made me kind of think, like, has John been fucking with his apartment the whole time? Or was he adding his own thing? Or was he carving Levi's name into the wood? Maybe. <laughs> that crossed my mind, too. It really did. Oh, man. No, this... There were so many different directions you could take yourself while watching this. But, I mean, that's what's kind of cool about it. This movie made me think so many different things. I, I didn't know where I was. Yeah, and it did it without tiring me out or trying, like, running me off. A different director might have run me right out of this movie, where I'd be like, I'm, I'm fucking over it. <laughs> no, but I feel like I could understand what they were doing. You know, and I, I can appreciate that. The scene with the closet on fire from the trailer... Was like a trick because it ended up being a dream. Anyway, it wasn't an actual part of the story. I thought the storm was gone. Thunder. I thought the storm was gone and then it would be back after 10. Talking about this movie, we might get struck by fucking lightning or, or a plane could fall out of the sky. Fucking, we're going to start seeing some fucking. We could both get Donnie Darko right now. Well, and then is that a trash can rolling right after the thunder? It might be. <laughs> trash day was two days ago, so that's about when that guy pulled his fucking bin back in. So we went from thunder to a trash can rolling. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good transition right there. But um, yeah, no, this, this movie took my brain to different places. Some people are not going to vibe with this. You know, you're going to know if this is for you or not pretty quick. Is this the sort of phenomena you'd fuck with? I might fuck with this to a point. That was something I kept thinking, because you are always like, don't fuck with it. But There's I feel like you'd thing. fuck with this one a little bit. Well, what did he say at one point? It's a mixture of science and religion. So he said something along those lines, wasn't it? It's a mixture of science and religion. Yeah. If you were to put it like that to me, when it, hey, should we do it? And you're like, it's a mixture of science. I'd be like, no. But if something was, I, well, and it's... This movie makes it hard to even explain that hypothetical question. <laughs> yeah, because also I'm not sure that any of the stuff in the movie actually happened or if what we were watching is supposed to be these two guys faking this shit. Because mm -hmm. they did do that breakdown of like the dream sequence being constructed by visual effects. And you weren't left with the feeling that you were like either that was in the documentary I'm watching or it's supposed to be in your mind or something. I don't even know how to explain it. It's really fucking hard to explain. But everything about it intrigued the shit out of me. <laughs> when would you have left? Would you have fucked with it all the way up to the end? When one of us floated away? When it started communicating in its own way. You know, like uh, oh, probably... Oh, with the fucking... Uh... Well, the guitar was the first one, I think, was when it responded, right? Yes, the... Uh, when it mimicked Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Of... Yeah, whether like the mimic response of the happening... The Beethoven song. I learned how to play that on a little keyboard for kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the preset songs. And I was like, I could do that. And I I did it. Oh, where it like lights up and shows you? Uh, this one doesn't even have the lights. I just did it on my own after it's the... Oh, I yeah. Just... They didn't have those lights in the 80s. Oh, 
well, this is a fucking newer one. Oh, this is recent. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm talking about like I do this with my kid's little keyboard. I learned how to play that. Things you'll do on a couch. Do you think that it was either... Is that thunder or is that guy just rolling his trash can in a circle around the street? It's st- Do you hear it? Is there a fucking tornado, dude? Dude, is that fucking wind? I mean, it's always real loud in my house. It's not insulated and... Uh, but No, dude. What is that? It's probably fucking dipshit. Yeah, what the fuck is that? It's that's what I'm saying, dude. I kept hearing it. No, that was super weird. We just paused for a minute because yeah. the, the thunder was so <laughs> continuous, and you may hear it in the background. Maybe that wasn't a guy fucking rolling a trash can like we thought. Yeah, that was the longest stream of thunder, like nonstop, that I've ever heard in my life. Well, it was also like a strobe light outside, and yeah, it just light- went for like. Five minutes. The Solid pulsating lightning. lightning. It's because of this fucking movie, man. <laughs> You're not supposed to talk about it, dude. See, so that kind of ties in with my don't fuck with it. Even us talking about it is fucking with it. No, I like to fuck with it. No play Bloody Mary? <laughs> no. <laughs> no I'm going to keep asking. Nope. Um, no, that's crazy, though. It was to the point where I legit like said, is that a tornado? Because... They've been happening in weird places. The last one came within like four miles of my house. It's just with the weather these days. You don't know what's going to get you. The end is nigh. (laughs) Nigh. The end is knee high? What the fuck? (laughs) What does that mean? I like knee high socks. Knee high endings. Oh, knee high endings. (laughs) What does it mean? Okay. (laughs) Knee high endings. (laughs) It's going to take us a minute to, to figure out where the fuck we are at this point with this scattered fucking movie. Oh, weightlessness. Oh, yeah. The weightlessness stuff was weird as shit. That's like the equivalent of uh, lost time during an ab- abduction type instance. You know, the the uh, the idea of lost time when you're being abducted. It's to me that kind of tied in with that because this one is more it's it's more charged. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Like the happening. Careful what you say or the lightning will get you. I'm telling you, with with the mics and us having the headsets on, that won't won't won't. I felt like the chick from Private Parts. You know what I mean? Like that was some. I'm not gonna lie. When I went out on the front porch to see the lightning, because we just watched this movie, I got way more freaked out about it. Like I was like, I'm not getting off the porch. Look, it was War of the Worlds, Tom Cruise shit happening outside. That those last couple bright bursts, the houses behind you were like white. Would it be so crazy if right now a fucking air raid siren started going? Dude, if the sheriff comes down the street with a loudspeaker, we're going to hide. The only reason I didn't freak out was not so much as one siren. They wouldn't come to our neighborhood anyway. (laughs) Podcast from a dark and stormy night. Yeah. Like, I hope my windows are up. (laughs) I didn't think this was going to happen at all. No, man, this shit was supposed to happen after 10 o'clock. I know because I'm an old man. (laughs) Storm's ahead of schedule. But yeah, the weightlessness was one of the weirder things. If I knew whether or not to know whether it was real, it would be so much weirder to me. But it had an almost like, I found a weird thing vibe to it. Yeah. And you mentioned it, but the trailer that we saw, that one scene completely misled me. (laughs) Yeah, but not necessarily in a bad way. It wasn't in a bad way. But because I had that expectation and then the way that it started and then the flow that came shortly after, um, that's what she said. It's, I could dig it. I could dig it. This had a found footage quality that I thought should appeal to you. You When I was watching it, I was like, I wonder if this 
is almost found footage enough for Frank. It was almost great. It was like a big budget movie version of a found footage movie buried inside a taco. It wasn't quite grainy enough. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. And um, and most of the time it was just a movie. And I, I'll just mention, I, I could just really appreciate it. Do you think that Levi floated away? Yeah. I guess in the context of the film we may have watched, he definitely floated away. Did and then you, fell right there in the desert. Well, yeah, because before... Okay, so towards the end, uh, the ashtray, or the half-orb, whatever we want to call it. I'm going to call it an ashtray, because okay. he was ashen in it. He was ashen in it. He was at that place in his life. I've been at that place in his life. We just use whatever as an ashtray. Yeah, whatever's handy. I think we have whatever's handy on our back porch with rocks in it right now, actually. But uh, no, when that came shooting down and hit the ground, you saw Levi in front of the moon prior. So, well, the visual effects comment was the thing that made me like be like, what, this motherfucker kill this guy? And so the whole thing... So in your mind, the way that you interpreted it, interpreted it, 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 it. <laughs> why can't I The say way that I felt me? was that we watched a movie that was made by these two guys mm -hmm. that started out being a documentary, but then they got out of control. And the one guy started turning it into... Like, an unbelievable documentary. Mm -hmm. Couldn't possibly be real. And just kept going with it. And Levi didn't really have top-notch top screen sense. Yeah, it was a movie about guys making a documentary that turned into a movie. And I'm not sure what's real anymore. I know I watched a movie. But at the same time, there was one particular... Well, I guess they showed it more than once. So Levi was being interviewed... At a certain point where he's wearing the white hoodie. That was what I was going to ask you, Mr. Explainer. When was that? So was that while they were still making the movie? Or did Levi never die? The first time I saw it and the way that they were setting it up, I thought that he had gotten in trouble for something and that was like a, a state hospital That's or That's the sort. way I felt. I saw the light right before it happened on the reflection of the TV. Sorry. I almost screamed at the lightning, but I definitely jumped a little. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Funny if you screamed. But packed up on that. Now, um, I want to say at first, I thought it was footage of him in a state hospital because something happened during the filming, during the project. By the end of the movie, I'm like, was him dying just part of a fictional movie inside the movie and or documentary? And that clearly shows that he's alive and well. The question would be, is the math teacher that foreshadowed everything in the documentary, mm -hmm. in that opening scene, the first time you see that documentary person, and she's like, I didn't know one of them was going to die, made me be like, okay, well, granted that that woman was being interviewed for a documentary, and he, she wasn't an actor they hired, he's gone. We're getting into like a philosophical conversation. But then they show like, him in the... What, am I a head in a jar? Can what? I prove I'm not? <laughs> But then the with the white, it's a, like a white hoodie, right? Was yeah. it a hoodie? I feel like it was he a looked hoodie. like he was in the hospital or in prison. Yeah, but the background definitely wasn't the apartment, one or the other, or the courtyard. It wasn't one of their normal filming locations. And he didn't own clothes that clean. That was an extremely clean white hoodie. That's I don't know about that. I don't. I maybe it was him in heaven. <laughs> post <laughs> post interview. Post floated that, that wrap up at time Levi floated away, man. It's like he gets the email time to meet one last time, <laughs> one last interview. I'll be down. <laughs> I would like to explain that, but it, I have questions about it. I'm like, where does that fit in? I don't know. Where does it fit in? Because didn't he even look like a little more put together? 
in a weird way. Yeah, he did, which made me think he was maybe younger at that point. Yeah, or like in maybe he, you know, quit the drink. You know, he quit cigarettes and drinking at the same time. You know, he exfoliated a bit, went to a day spa a couple times, started drinking protein shakes, working out on a regular basis, eating healthy, getting vitamin D from the sun. Well, he was a sea, like a, a spear he even, fisherman. He even looked, uh, his scruffy was more clean. <laughs> his scruffy was clean. It's true. He looked like. A guy from fucking Los Angeles. Yeah, he looked like some dude who lives in Long Beach. And he really looked like that guy who'd been bartending way too fucking long. Like regular Levi. Yes. Yeah, he looked like one of those bartenders that just moved in from somewhere with a sketch story. Yeah, if you look at a picture of him, Justin Benson, in real life. When I first saw them both on IMDb, I was like, wait, which one's which? Like, I couldn't fucking tell at first. I really had to be like, John, Levi. okay. You can see in the eyes, especially John. But I want to say, like, almost their roles were reversed in The Endless. Like, uh, they played, like, one of them was the a little more, like, uh, than the other. <laughs> it, like, like, they traded up this time. Yeah. I think it all ties into uh, dedicating the film to making movies with friends. I liked how comfortable those guys were with each other. Yeah. And you could see it on film. Yeah, exactly. How much, like, they still had that, like, vibe of, like, I'm going to get, I'll get in an argument with you right now. Mm-hmm. But I love you, man. You yeah. Know? And you could feel it even though they didn't trust each other. And I think it worked really well for that sort of mistrustful relationship of making a film within the film. Yeah. And one guy wanting to stop. <laughs> 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 Pretty fucking bad. But this movie had me, I like how they kind of, like it wasn't going to be like an evil spirit situation. It wasn't going to be a haunting. It wasn't going to be a possession. It wasn't going to be like a curse. It is crazy that it's like a, you know, the idea is science and religion mixed. Yeah, but was that in the movie because John put it there? What about all that stuff that they were saying about like when John was in control of the movie? Did that make you think that maybe what we're seeing is the end result of somebody put their thing together after all of this somebody else did it yeah why did they keep saying that jo- when john used was in charge of the movie because that almost made me be like well does levi take over is john the one who dies i was like really i had no fucking idea what was gonna happen yeah i love how you have pop tarts handy oh i always put something on the desk because i'm hungry after the podcast <laughs> Sorry, I just and so I br- now I bring a snack in here with me when, just, before you get here. Might not have been the best time. I'm sorry if you were rolling there, but I was like, do you have like loaded pop tarts right there? Yeah, they're ready to go. <laughs> Sometimes it's a Cliff Bar, you know. Well, the pop tart packaging you can't miss. It'd been funny if I brought a pudding cup in here. I mean, it's over there sparkling like the Roswell. It's just Roswell wreckage. on the desk waiting for <laughs> snack pack. Uh. Where were we at? I'm sorry I did that. It was the pockets. I also thought that like, so only quartz floated earlier in the movie. They all float. They all float at the end. You all float too. (laughs) One grew in the closet. Yeah, it grew in there. That was the weirdest shit. But again, what going back to LSD at 14, you know, what really makes sense in this movie? And imagine being in LA, like a city that was built like it was, where it has all this mythology around the way everything was laid out. So, yeah, that's what I was going to get into next was the map compared to the symbols and then the stone slash tablet of like the symbols that, you know, you can easily compare to the map. But then even the structure of the building itself that they're in compared to the prism. And where did he find the tablet? The floating door. 
Oh, it was the floating door. The floating door is where he found the tablet. But, okay, so I did it. The very few notes that I have, why did he lie about the floating door being open? Because he's like, yeah, just... Oh, and then he cut it wide open, but then it shows the clip of him cutting it with a lock with bolt cutters to get into the floating door. And if we were watching the movie that they made, why would he tell us? And then show the lie. Unless somebody else made the movie. And put it together. And wanted to make sure you knew John was not trustworthy. Man. The narrators of the movie are just so fucking unreliable that it makes me really excited. Well, and then you get that, was this a found footage? Was if, it a found footage? If it is what I think it might have been. <laughs> then it's a found footage. Then it is. Okay, so here's the other thing with that. Okay, when it's a found footage... The main character did die. Did he? We don't know. Okay, look. We're going to need these guys to explain it to us. Justin and Aaron. Moorhead and Benson <laughs> get here now. Tell us. Tell us your thoughts. The storm has mostly passed. I'd really love to meet her. They're probably here, isn't it? It's still South by Southwest. Probably. There were so many people at this year's South by. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, the restrictions is gone. Oh, I just mean celebrities. Oh. The talent. Yeah, thank God I don't work downtown. The talent this year. Do you? I like South by. South by brings a ton of talent. It's just a thing, right? Music, TV. Film, tech, everything, right? It's all tech now. It's well, there ain't no fucking music. I couldn't begin to tell you how many actors, actresses, musicians I've seen doing interviews at South by Boots online. It's fucking, and I mean big names. And not like it has to be a big name, but like everybody. So many people were at this year's South by. Fucking Michael J. Fox was here with his wife. <laughs> you know, that's. There's a ton of names I could throw out there. I just want to say Michael J. Fox was here for South by. What I saw, his wife was like, this is the first time I've been to, been to Texas. I'm like, oh, shit. Really? Um, not even Dallas? <laughs> like, It's still part of Texas. Um, I don't think that's the part people go to unless they have work business at this point. So much money in Dallas. But that's the thing. Celebrities, you go to Dallas. Sports, Dallas. Finance, Dallas. Do you think that anyone would have paid to have this movie made if they pitched it to somebody there probably would have been a lot of edits and there probably would have i been... don't even think it would have gotten past the pitch point the only <laughs> way this movie gets made is if you make it with your friend <laughs> but to have like reasonably competent filmmakers make this kind of movie well because this is the furthest thing from a conventional movie that you might ever see and it very much felt like they made it for themselves that no one would have like paid to have this movie made. Love the ideology behind it. Love the, you know, the thought of this is, well, like if you can think, you know, focus on that one thought about what this might be. Yeah, it's one of those like crazy things that like, it's really hard to explain to somebody. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing is like, how, how would you pitch this movie to like a Hollywood like movie studio? That's what I'm, they'd want. And be like, give me money. It's about these two guys that live in an apartment and fucking crystals grow in the closet. And, Gravity is changing and the planes are getting pulled towards the house and it's like a documentary inside a movie that may be a movie or it may be a documentary. Is so it no, found this is footage the or they'd buy them out. They'd they'd flip it around to where it's not as like a indie creepy characters, you know. Like, oh, this guy could be kind of rapey or like oh, And it wouldn't have been as good if it didn't have that. He's a murdery, you know, whatever. Um, but then they definitely would have also probably written an alternate ending. That was a little more 
Hollywood. Or maybe they did. Maybe they shot several endings to this because it was their fucking movie. You know? I mean, yeah, you could, at one point you could go full-blown, it's aliens. Just fuck it. It's aliens. You know, it could always be aliens, especially this is a good lead up to it's aliens if you really wanted to. You know, you could go B-horror, big studio backing. Aliens. Just throwing a good twist at the end. Of, fuck. It's aliens. I maybe- like that the twist is they were like, choose your own twist. Yeah, I mean at the very beginning. And then back away. To me, uh, just offhand, the the what is it, a fox? The a picture of a fox or wolf or whatever at the beginning? The coyote. The yeah. coyote. Fucking yeah. Four legged animal. <laughs> um that, that leaves I was just a... like to point out that's the second time you didn't identify a coyote in an episode. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. You kept saying that they hit a wolf in the invitation, and I was like, no, and it's a fucking wolf. <laughs> no, and it's a wolf with their car. Okay, so it was a you fox. You find one person who hit a wolf with their car. And... So it was a fox. Um, <laughs> it was a coyote. <laughs> Look, I swear I know what a bobcat looks like, okay? Um no, but I mean, that's you could have left that wide open for them going up that hill, pursuing something up the hill at the end. The hill is mentioned several times. They got a free fire. I didn't even put that together, but yeah, that was probably a free fire. That's that's free special effects right there. Yeah. And, you know, open up that mind. You've got a picture of the wolf fox. <laughs> the wolf fox? <laughs> yeah. You've got the wolf fox. You've got the fire. You've got a hill. Right behind your very sketchy, questionable apartment complex that's shaped like a prism to go with the rest of the shape of the area designed by... That the actual director of this movie actually lives at. Yeah, you said that. That was literal fucking apartment. Yeah. So, uh, you know, don't fuck with it too much, dude. I'm telling you. you guys need to move to a different city. We just talked about your movie and fucking aliens came outside all over the place, dude. Like... Yeah, so props to you. Yeah. That was the weirdest shit I've heard from a thunderstorm. That was a really creepy thunderstorm. It's one of the creepiest thunderstorms I've seen in my life, and I've lived most of my life in either Texas or Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, both really. are the craziest fucking thunderstorms. Yeah, and I, it's fitting that we get a, that during this episode because we're really messing with some things here. We shouldn't probably we shouldn't be talking about. And the question you at home or in your car should be asking yourself was, did we fake the thunderstorm, <laughs> or is it real? I, I I enlarged the text on my phone and held it up to the window and totally asked the neighbor to just continuously roll the trash can up and down the driveway. So go back in your meteorological calendar, find what day it rained, and there was a creepy thunderstorm in Austin, Texas, and you'll know what day it is now, but that's the day we weren't home. <laughs> no, uh... But in the end, I love this movie. I love that I had so many questions. I love a puzzle. And watching this again would be really fun. Down the line, just some little other things I missed. I'm sure there were a lot. A lot of weird little things. Yeah, that there was probably a, a dash of this and that here and there. Definitely overlooked it, I'm sure. I'd like to bring my questions to the beginning of the movie again and see what possibly be answered in the beginning. Or if these guys just are fucking mad geniuses and set out into the dark making this thing, and they were like, let's just see what happens. And then by the end of it, they were like, oh, that's intense, man. Imagine just having a cigarette and then you're gone. And you're just like reaching and you can't grab the ground. And you keep floating. Well, like he mentioned, dude, he probably suffocated or froze from high altitude. Yeah, but that's like my fear of floating away in space. Just floating forever. Getting clooney. Until you run out of fucking air. Or getting uh, favreaued. You run into something and it pops your suit and you get Justined. Mm. Mr. Justin from the Event Horizon. 
baby bear. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the verdict? Uh, do you have AMC Plus for I long mean, enough? Let's just do it. Next time we're going to do Beyond the Gates, which is about two video store clerks. <laughs> and it's like a perfect five as far as five out of ten stars. Mm-hmm. So we could either really like it or it could be just fucking god awful. But it's got the guy who played John and John, or uh, the guy who played Dave and John dies at the end. That's right. I forgot about that when it I looked at yeah, that I saw quality that when I of it like, it kind of looks like a Don Coscarelli level movie. Can't wait for it. I think it'll be really fun, especially after this. I like that we're watching some indie stuff. Yeah. I think the found footage stuff might have kickstarted me looking for it a little more too. I'm telling you, I saw that TikTok about that other fucking found footage I'd never heard of before. I got excited. What was it called? The Outwaters. Oh, I'm getting text messages from the government about the storm. Are you? Yeah. It says, the devil is in my house, and he killed my mom and replaced her with a goat. <laughs> Did he look like Devin Sawa? <laughs> um, no, this one, I really respect them for making this movie. And it looks like they had fun doing it. They Man. looked like they had a lot of fun doing it. It looked like they had fun doing it. The way John smiled making this like in this movie <laughs> was really just you were like, I don't know if you're just having fun or you're scary. Yeah, it was great that they got to do this together. There's obviously, you know, they bond. And, and I then, like these guys. I don't like all of their movies. Yeah. I think it, I warned you away from watching Synchron Synchrony or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they wrote and directed that. And that has a fucking Avenger in it. Mm-hmm. But it's not very good. Yeah, no. It wasn't my favorite. It was kind of long-winded. This could have been long-winded, but it, it felt really passionate. You know, speaking of, it did have almost a two-hour runtime compared to the normal, you know, Yeah, but I didn't hour, feel like 45. I was waiting for it to end, and I very much did with Synchrony. Also, Synchrony has a weird name that's too close to Synchronicity, which is a movie by the guys that directed Primer, which is very much this genre of movie. One day we'll have to get you to watch Primer, because Primer is like this real tight, real tight story. Hey, remember Primer 55? Is it a rap metal band? <laughs> oh, no, remember that one, there was that chick that like I dated like a long time ago, and it turned out she did something with the drummer, and I just thought that was fucking hilarious, because I was like, that's such a random band, but the drummer? <laughs> did doing it with her make you a drummer? Oh, dude! Oh, I didn't do anything with this chick. Oh, we just dated. Oh, it was it was a young thing. She was, I was very young. She lick her butthole. No, <laughs> she went to a magnet school. <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with? She that? went to a magnet school. <laughs> I bet your daughter goes to a magnet school. Why do you have to bring that up right after I bring up the the chick with the drummer from Primer Fifty Five? <laughs> it's just a fun way to end thanks everyone for joining us for the last video store clerks podcast be sure to leave a rating and subscribe you can find us on twitter at last clerks instagram at the last video store clerks and you can find scott at dispatches from the pit.com